everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. Welcome. On this podcast, I speak to people who have said yes to a greater calling in their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. Today, I interviewed Jane Reed Henson, and she is amazing. You are going to love her. I reached out to her because I fell in love with her artwork, and she is an extraordinary artist, but she also is a foster parent and adoptive parent and has so many great stories about just everything. It's all over the map here. It's beautiful conversation. I loved getting to know her and I know you will really enjoy that as well. So thank you so much for being here. Awesome. Well, hi Jane, how are you? I'm great. I am so glad you are with me here today. Thank you so much for saying yes to doing this. I'm excited. I'm really excited to to talk with you about all the yeses. Yeah, I know, right? So for my listeners, I just want you to know, Jane and I were speaking a little bit before we started the recording, and there are so many things we can talk about. And so I'm just giddy with excitement. Um, I just want to kind of jump in and start with um, the art, because Jane is just a magnificent artist, just so much beautiful art. And Jane, can you kind of talk about that and just... Um, I mean, there's so many more things we're going to get to, but I would love to kind of start with how did you start painting and kind of where is that right now? Where, where are you with that right now? You know, the, the crazy thing about my art is I started actually painting back in about 2012. I got really serious about painting, yeah. but it wasn't fulfilling and it wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. And so I would give up and then I'd start again and Believe it or not, it really took off um, from my yoga mat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, was, uh, I was doing a, uh, a holy yoga practice with uh, one of the videos Brooke does, mm-hmm. and it was about the uh, man from Bethesda. Yes. And I remember I was laying there on the mat, and I just started crying because I realized I, I am that man. I have excuses for everything. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I realized I needed to just stop making excuses and let the Lord lead lead me wherever I needed to go. And so after that day, it took about six months, but my confidence really just started building up with art. And I kept on feeling the Lord call me paint, paint, paint. And yeah. so I started painting. And about six months later, I got my first order for an angel from uh, my Aunt Janie. And she uh, had messaged me and said, I want you to paint me an angel. So I started painting the angel. And then from there, it just went, it just just took off. It's like the Lord just said, you followed, you said yes to healing, and now here's where we're going to go with it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I love that. So then do people ask you to paint certain things or do you paint like kind of whatever the Lord puts on your heart and then people just buy those things from you or how does it work? It's kind of both. You know, there's sometimes I'll sit down and I'll just paint and and somebody will see it and it'll be exactly what they needed, exactly what they wanted and yeah. they'll buy it. And then others will contact me and they'll have ideas like um I've painted a lot of uh, remembrance angels. They'll have, you know, a mom holding their hand or, yeah. you know, they'll have their idea in their head. And then I just sit down and I pray over it and 
I paint and it, it ends up being exactly what they wanted. <laughs> and oh. so the Lord just kind of guides that brush, you know, whether it's me painting or me taking their idea and bringing it to life. Oh, I love that so much. So then did you paint when you were younger? Like, is this something you've done since childhood? It's my parents were artists. Okay, cool. And so I grew up with artists and art around me all the time. And then, um, you know, I've always been artistic in one way or another. <laughs> yeah. I, I love photography. I love to paint, to draw. I, I just love creating. Yeah. So what I love about that too is I just feel like sometimes when we're older, we come back to what we've always loved, right? Like, I don't know if that was this, like, yeah, yeah I love that. And it's like, you see how God planted that seed in you when you were young and it's always kind of been there, but I love watching it come to fruition. Like, I think that is such a cool thing. It's like a reawakening of what you love. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if people go to your website, which is janereedhenson.com, they would be able to kind of look at your art and maybe even purchase something? Oh, yes. Yeah, they can go and they can look at what's uh, what's on the website is all sold at this point. But um, if they have a commission they'd like, all they have to do is contact me and I'll be painting again um, here shortly. I took kind of a, a break. Like I told you earlier, I, I said yes to to going and working with my church for a while, which kind of took me out of the studio. And at first I was really upset about that because I really like to paint and that's, I felt like that's where I was supposed to be. But just for this short moment, I needed to be somewhere else. So yeah, I went and I did that. And now uh, I'm slowly getting back into my studio again. So there'll be more art. And um, there's also um, a workshop that's coming up too that I'm, I'm going to be releasing on there. Yeah, I want to hear about that. So the workshop is called Painterly Living Workshops. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And tell me yeah, about that. Well, it's it, that kind of stemmed from my own healing that came through painting yeah. and through art. Because I really, really view art as a, um, a good uh, outlet to release you know, pain and, and hurt. And also a really good tool that the Lord can use to heal us from hurts. Yes. And so painterly living is kind of um, embracing the brushstrokes of life, you know, that God puts in and, you know, our brushstrokes are the, the scars and the pain and the, the hurts. Yeah. All of those are brushstrokes that when we embrace those, we can heal. Yes. I and we, we can live fully in Christ. And so that's what painterly living is about. Well, and I noticed one of the quotes that you had on there when you were posting something about it was, and I wrote it down because I just love it. It said, help women to see past the many lies, to see the truth that he speaks into our lives. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many lies I believe. <laughs> can we talk? You know, there were. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Like just talk about your own healing and kind of what that's all about? Because I know people would love to kind of hear that and I'm sure they can relate. Yes. I, you know, I think as a woman, we are fed a lot of lies. You know, when we're, when we're born, we think we're superwoman and <laughs> we see nothing wrong with who we are. You know, we're great. Yeah. Just the way we are. And, you know, and then we hit middle school and, and the devil starts to hit us with lies. You're not good enough. You know, you're too fat. You know, your, yeah. your hair isn't 
curly or it's not straight or, you know, all these little lies start to build up and then they build up throughout high school. And then once we hit adulthood, we're believing an awful lot of lies. And by the time I realized, you know, I was believing all of these lies, I had even shared those lies with my daughters, you know, that you got to be thin, you got to look a certain way. And when I realized that I needed to see myself the way God sees me, I started realizing the lies, you know, that, you know, God sees a beautiful creation. He created me. I am, I am one of his works of art and I needed to see myself as that so that I could start healing and believing the truth, which is what God tells me I am. Yes. And so that's where all of this kind of stemmed from was I did start to do that. I started to create them. I would take the lies that I believed, you know, and in my case, I was never good enough for anything. You know, I felt like no matter how hard I tried, I wasn't good enough. I couldn't please anybody because um, I, I admit I was a total people pleaser, mm-hmm. you know, my mm-hmm. entire life. And, you know, we all know that that's an impossible feat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, you just can't please everyone. And I realized it was time to please God. That's the only the only one I needed to please. Yeah. And um, so I started digging through these lies. The first one that I really you know, went up against was that I wasn't good enough. And so then I started, uh, you know, studying and reading what God says about me. And I am good enough because I'm good enough in him. Yeah. You know, so how, how did you know to go to God's word for that? Like, did you have you always been a Christian? I uh, I was raised in a Christian family, mm-hmm. and so I've always known God, but I didn't really, really start walking with him until I was 30. Yeah. Okay. And when I hit 30, I, I truly, truly started following and accepted him, and, you know, really gave myself to him, I guess. And so at that point, I started daily reading the Bible, mm-hmm. and uh, I started going to women's groups and started attending church. And that's when I really started to um, see who God is. And once you know who God is, then you can start to see who you are. Amen. So true. Now, are you in the same, like, I know I totally am a big believer, like we have to make our faith our own, right? And so um, sometimes like the faith of our childhood doesn't end up being the faith of our adulthood, right? Like as far as um, it just transforms into something different. And, right. Um, and are you still um, like, do you still go and I don't need to know like denominations or anything like that, but I think <laughs> this is a really interesting conversation for the listeners. Like a lot of people ask me about that, like um, church, um, do you go to church? Like, are you part of a church community? You know, I am now. When I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't really attend church. My parents, you know, they went to several different churches, and uh, they just didn't click with church. And so I was taught about Jesus by my mother. You know, yeah. we every morning she'd read the Bible to us, and, you know, she would she set a really good example yeah. You know, I guess is the best way to put it. Her and my dad set a really good example of what Jesus looks like. Um, so growing up, my my church was at home with my with my mom and my dad. 
Yeah. Now, as an adult, I am in I am in church, and I have my kids in church, and and I at this point in my life really need that fellowship and that uh, connection with other believers. Yes. And so it has changed. You know, as uh, when I was younger, I felt like I didn't need it, and now I I know I do. Yeah, the community piece of it. Like I'm I don't think we're meant to walk this path alone, right? Like it's hard. Right. <laughs> and um yeah. <laughs> just like what you were talking about, it's like take that where it says in scripture to take every thought captive, right? So when we hear that lie, when we hear that voice in our head that's like you're not good enough, right? Remembering God's word and having that tucked away in our heart so we can just capture that negative thought and replace it with God's promises and his love. That's um that's what we need to do. And it's hard if you're doing that alone sometimes. Like you need to be reminded, I feel, at least I do. Right. I need to be reminded by other people, right? Like who I am if I forget, right? So, um, all right. Well, I think that's so we, interesting. We, yeah. We do need reminders. That's um, with the uh, the Painterly Living Workshop, There's I create um, truth cards. And they're cards that have the scripture on them that contradicts the lies that I believe and I'll carry them with me. Okay. So that if that's I amazing. Feel, that is so awesome. Yeah. I love that. You I need, need to um, have reminders with you through people. And even when we're alone, some kind of reminder to tell you when you start feeling that you're not good enough. Well, scripture says I am. That's right. Yeah. You know, or I'm, I'm not beautiful. Well, you're made in God's image. Yes, you are. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I want to get those scripture cards for my kids. I have a daughter in college and a daughter in high school and then a son going into high school next year. And I feel like I'm always like giving them little reminders, but I love the idea of it's something you can take with you. You can have near you like a written reminder, right? Like, oh, mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Oh, good to know. Um, awesome. And then can we talk about, because I think this is super fascinating part of your story as well. Um just the whole fostering and adopting. Can you kind of talk about that and how that's played a part in your life? Yes, that was a um, uh, a huge yes that both my husband and I I said uh, ten years ago. At first, we we adopted my son. Mm -hmm. um, he was a family member and uh, he needed a home, and so we said yes, and we brought him in. And he was ten at the time, and then. A year later, we adopted our two daughters. They were sisters um, out of foster care when we were stationed out in California. And um, so for 10 years, we've raised them. And, of course, my son has grown and, and has a family of his own. And the two little ones are now preteens and a teenager. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's been an amazing um, journey watching them grow and, and seeing what just, you know, just, my husband and I, what a difference we made in their life. Yeah. And to see them grow into beautiful women of God is, is where they're headed. And then about eight months ago, we decided to do it again. <laughs> oh. And, um, you know, my husband, he said, uh, and, and I'm horrible at remembering exact scripture, but it's in Isaiah and it's, um, uh, he says, here I am, God send me. Yeah. And we had gone into this whole um, foster adoption process again with the determination that we would only take kids of a certain age, we would only take girls, and we would only take them if we could adopt them. We were being so specific. 
And the night before our paperwork was complete for that, my husband came in and he said, I keep hearing, here I am, God send me. He said, I think we need to let God decide where this is going. Wow. Yeah. And I said, you mean even if it's if it's just fostering? Because I, I didn't want to have to give a child up, you right. know. And uh, he said, yes, even if it's just fostering. So I called our social worker and I told her. And the next day, the next day we were placed with uh, two beautiful girls. And then a month later, their brother. Oh, oh my gosh. It was and like so, you, that, that was just in obedience to what the Lord was telling him. Like you said, yes. And then look, oh my gosh, I love it. The next day. Yeah, it was the next day. We actually, it was actually two hours later, they called and asked us, would we take them? And, and I said, yes. And we actually had to hurry up and go sign papers so that they could be at our house the next day. It was amazing to watch God work that. And the way that this is going, because initially they were only only for fostering. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's going now, you know, it could end up that we are able to adopt them at some point. And so I'm just a firm believer when the Lord says, do something, just do it. Just say yes, because he knows the end result. Our heart was we really wanted to adopt again. And that's, that's probably the gift we're going to get. Yes. But we had to say yes and to something else first. You know, it's, I, I've, I've learned over the years that God knows what he's doing, you know. And <laughs> right? It's such a relief. We don't have to know. <laughs> no, yeah, he does. He knows. Turns out God knows everything. Yeah. No. Does. He does. <laughs> I love that. And I think um, just that that piece of taking that bold first step, right? Like saying yes to that mm-hmm. first step. It's like that quote that says, you know, you don't have to see where the staircase is headed. Just take that first step because God knows and he goes before you. And so for me, that's been a big lesson in life too, is just the trust piece of it, not needing to know the outcome before you get involved, right? Because that stifles us and holds us back because we never know the outcome. Right. And it does. And it's, uh, I mean, there's been many times, especially even in this fostering situation it's scary you know I didn't I didn't want to get hurt because I know how much I love kids and I know that I'm going to love them the minute they walk in that door and so to have to tell them goodbye at some point would just devastate me and I didn't want that right now you know and so I struggled I you know all night long I tossed and turned but I tell you in the end where I'm standing right now that was all wasted fear and wasted time, you know, I sh- uh, that I could have spent trusting the Lord. Yes. Amen. We can all look back, I think, at times like that. But help me understand now if, well, how old are the kids, that the, the ones that you just started fostering? Oh, they are uh, 11, 12, and 13. <laughs> okay. So what kind of interests me here, and I don't mean to sound naive, but I don't know anything about this world as far as... What's it like when they first come to your house? Oh, you know, I can only imagine how scared they are yeah. because I was I was nervous and and scared to see them. You know, they get out of that car and you know the look on their face—they don't even know you. You know, they have no clue who's in this house that they're being put in. I just I can't imagine how um, 
hard that was for them. And for me, you know, I had prayed heavily, you know, that the minute they walked through our door that all they felt was God's peace. You know, I just wanted them to feel peace because they've been through so much, you know. And so I believe the Lord answered that prayer, though, because the kids told me, you know, they were really scared. But after they've gotten in there, they felt like they'd been there forever. Oh, isn't that the best? It is. It is. And now, you know, we've only had them a few short months, but it really does feel like years that they've been here. You know, and I believe that that is the Lord's peace. That's him just saying, you know. They're where they're supposed to be and, you know, just let it, let them be peaceful and you be peaceful. And, but I can't imagine really the fear that they had coming in. Yeah. Now, are they from, so it was, where are you foster? Like, so they're just kind of in the system again. I'm sorry. I sound so naive Mm -hmm. with this, but so they're just like with child and family services or something and they, yes. Okay. Um, Wow. And so when you said you wanted to foster again, were you thinking around this? I know we, you learned to not like have parameters around it, but um, at the beginning when you wanted what you wanted, um, were you thinking a baby or were you thinking kids this age? Is that kind of how you pictured it? We had initially said that we would only do age five to eight. Okay. Okay. We were very specific. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Very, very specific. Yeah. You know, and so, um, you know, we thought that they needed to be younger than the girls that we have because our girls are um, 11 and 13. Okay. And so we thought, oh, they need to be younger. And, you know, it's it's been a change to have this many kids all at the same age in the yes. house yeah, um, because they're all, you know, at that age, it, it's a tough age, but really they've meshed together so well and they all treat each other like they've been family their whole life. Oh, I love that. I was going to ask about the kids, um, you know, your daughters who were already with you, you know, how they responded to it, but that sounds awesome. Yeah. And bless that. Yeah. We initially talked to them first before we even made the decision and we said, you know, we'd like to do this again, but it's going to kind of turn your life upside down, you yeah. know, because it, and it does. And uh, they jumped on it. And my oldest said, Mama, she said, if we hadn't found you, we might not have found God. <gasps> okay, that is and like said, so awesome. It is, which I, I, I like held back the tears because I didn't want to lose it when she, yeah. <laughs> when she was talking because she was very, very serious. She said, and I want to give another kid a chance to find God. Mm. That's and uh, we ended up with three. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that. Isn't that just so good to hear? I mean, I know, you know, okay, we shouldn't need maybe that affirmation, but I love, I love that she gave you that affirmation point blank. You know, it's hard with our kids. Sometimes we don't hear actually like the good that we've brought to them. You know, they don't know how to say it Mm -hmm. or they don't know. That's beautiful. The way that she said that, that's got to make you feel so good. It did. It it made me feel like, you know, because as parents, we do question, you know, am I doing the right thing or, you know, how many mistakes have I made that have just really, you know, messed up my child totally. or, you know, cause we try so hard to do good. And a lot of times we don't find out that we did good until way later in life. So 
I think maybe the Lord knew that that was something I needed to really step into this next season of, you know, fostering and adopting with confidence that I am doing the right thing. I love that. It's like a little kiss from him. Like you're on the right track, Mm -hmm. like a little, you know, just sweet affirmation. I love that. But it's true. I think as parents, we, we worry about what we've done, or maybe we don't even realize that you mentioned at the beginning, just even believing the lies in your own life and then inadvertently like passing some of that on to your kids, you know, and I know that Mm -hmm. I have done that as well. And I look and I think, oh, I wish I would have done better there. And, you know, I just pray that my kids have a lot of grace for me. (laughs) Um, Right. (laughs) Right. And that what, and it's usually when you become a mother yourself and then you realize, oh, it's not that easy. (laughs) So (laughs) not um, easy at all. Right. But I do love it when they have kind words for us. So that's awesome. So tell me like who I want to get back to just the painterly living workshops because I'm interested in just kind of sharing with the listeners, like who gets to go to that? So I'm assuming it's people who are local. Where are you located? I'm located in Gulfport, Mississippi. Um, And for right now, uh, they'll be local. Uh Uh, I am having a workshop in, I believe I set it for October uh, around the 21st of October. And it's going to be, um, a, like a, a Friday night and then an all day Saturday and a partial Sunday workshop where we get together and, um, you know, we talk about the lies we believe. We figure out what lies we're believing. And then we go to the word of the Lord and find the truth. Oh. I love that. And each person, each person will do it specifically because everyone has their own lies that they believe. We don't all have the same lies. And so I think it's important for people to um, be able to figure out their own lies and then see what the Lord says about that, you know, the the truth. And then together we'll uh, create truth cards that they, they keep with them. Um, I want to also create a um, at kind of at the end a self portrait that they'll do that is to remind them of the beauty that God sees, you know, because art is art is beautiful. Yeah, you can take all different kinds of art, and every kind of art's beautiful. Abstract impressionism, it all has its own beauty. Yes, and so to have that self portrait that's beautiful to remind you that you're beautiful in God's eyes. You know, that's another part of it. Cool. Um, and then a covenant that we'll create. It's kind of like a manifesto, mm-hmm. but it's a covenant. I love that. And, you know, with the covenants, you know, they, they define our relationships. And so together we can sit and everyone will make a covenant with the Lord of, um, you know, define the, their side of the, the relationship. With Christ, you know, we know what we need to do as believers and then also define, you know, where our faith is and, you know, um, how, how we're willing to accept his truth. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love thinking of our side of it, right? I think sometimes we think mm-hmm. of the Lord like a vending machine, like, hey, Lord, can you give me this, that, and the other? Um, but I love the idea of a covenant where both sides come in like, and, and so what's my side here? Like, how am I going to not believe that lie? Like, thank you for your word, Lord. And how am I going to enter into this and, and stay true to this covenant as well? 
I love that. It's reminding me, it's making me think so much of just obviously because it is what it is, is art therapy, right? Like, yes, it's exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's just such a cool thing. I love how that's becoming a way that um, a lot of people are recognizing as just a really vital way to help people work through healing. Um, mm -hmm. We have a, a ranch being built here in Texas for survivors of sex trafficking and um, it, they're ages 11 to 17. They're domestic minors, so they're Americans. Um, and they're having all types of therapy available to them because it's a therapeutic ranch, it's long-term. Um, there's gonna be 48 beds. And basically these girls are gonna have the opportunity to work out healing and just kind of processing everything, but through all these different modalities. And one of them is art therapy. One of them is oh. holy yoga, praise God. One of them is um, equine therapy with the horses, which I think is amazing. Um, and then there's, you know, the traditional like talk therapy and all of that. But what I love is that they're recognizing like how awesome, like just art therapy and the yoga, like all of it, bringing your body into it, bringing your creativity into it. Like mm -hmm. to me, that's just so, um, it's just beautiful. It's like bringing everybody's, because we all speak kind of in different, um, I'm doing quotes here, but like languages, right? Like, so my, right. my daughter, the way she kind of works out her stuff is drawing. Whereas I always worked out my stuff through writing. And then I'll, you'll have someone else who works off their stuff by going for a run. Right. You know, so just recognizing that and offering up those different modalities to people, I think is so beautiful. That's, that is, that's beautiful. I love it. So, all right, well, we don't have that much time to chat. Um, we're going to kind of wind it up, but what I would love to do is, um, if you don't mind, I would just love for you to say a prayer for us as we're kind of, um, leaving here and just maybe, um, whatever you want to pray for, but just some of the people that might be listening who, um, I don't know, who maybe have believed some lies. Mm -hmm. So would you be willing to do that? Absolutely. Awesome. Go for it. Thank you. Father God, I just want to thank you for this time with Sue, Lord, for this, this time to sit and just talk about you and, and the times that you ask us to say yes, Lord, and the beauty that happens when we do, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that those that have believed lies, those that are hearing lies right now, Lord, just, just clear their minds, clear their hearts, let them see what is a lie, Lord. And then, Lord, I just pray, pray that you replace that lie with your truth, Lord. Let them see your love, your grace, Lord. Let them feel your presence in their life so that they can heal from those lies, Lord, and step into a life of freedom that can only be found, Lord, through you. Mm. Lord, I just thank you so much for healing me, Lord, and healing so many others in this world from the lies that we've believed, Lord. I just pray that you strengthen, strengthen all of us who are trying to show your truth to others, Lord. Just strengthen us, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to be here today. And I just pray as we all go about our day, Lord, that that your light shines through every single one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Oh, that was beautiful. 
Thank you so much, Jane. And for everybody who's listening, I'm going to have the, um, in the show notes on greatbigyes.com, I'm going to have all the ways you can find out more, um, uh, her website information and all of that. And so, um, yeah, thank you so much for being here with me today. I've loved every minute of it. Oh, me too. And thank you for having me. Oh, it was so fun. All right. Bye-bye.